When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. A little birdie told me that Harry Douglas may be in a movie kind of mode this weekend. So what's we going to see this weekend, Mr. Harry Douglas? Yeah, so tomorrow, Saturday, is going to be me and the wife's date night. Uh-huh. We want to continue this. We had a wonderful therapy session this morning. Yes, nice. we still go to couples therapy. Mm-hmm. I think it's healthy. So I am an advocate for it. So I'm going to push that. Whoever's listening, your you relationships, go. continue to do it. Yep. And if you don't, uh, seriously encourage it. Uh, but we're going to go see the Bob Marley movie. Oh, One Love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I think you're going to like it a lot. I haven't had a chance to see it yet either, and I'm a Bob Marley aficionado, but people that I know pretty, pretty close to my situation, they did, <laughs> they, they did like it a lot. No matter what the critics tried to crush it, not all critics, but a good amount of critics, but plenty of people I had a chance to talk to that had a chance to go see that saying, yeah, the critics don't know what the hell they're talking about. That movie is really, really good. Yeah, and it's important for me because, so my father, Freddie, growing up, mm-hmm. uh, majority music that he listened to, he listened to all music, but the main yeah. thing for him was reggae. So I uh-huh. grew up loving reggae mm-hmm. music. Okay. So it's a movie I definitely want to see. Yeah. Also see, you know, some of the ins and outs of Bob Marley and his life or whatnot. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I never get the first time I played reggae in my mom and dad's house, and I thought they they were going to completely disown me because my dad's like, what in the name of all that is music is this? And I, I didn't bring like Bob Marley in. I brought King Yellow Man to Ooh. the Coleman household. <laughs> it's one thing to know about Bob Marley and the Wailers or Toots and the Matels, people like that. But King Yellow Man, he a different kind of reggae. So the first time they heard that, my dad didn't know if it was English, Asian, Greek, Whatever he just do, he did not want it in his household. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, that that's another reason why we actually do have a Reggae Monday, right? We that's talk right. about this or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But my yeah. favorite reggae artist okay. is Bouja Bantan. Oh, there you go. Now and my favorite good. song by him is "What You Gonna Do." Oh, look at you, look at you. Yep. If, I, if I played that at my dad's household, I would have found the answer. What you gonna do? They <laughs> taking a foot to my backside and kicked me out of their house when it was all said and done. <laughs> if I brought Bouja Bantan into the mix, you can always be a part about mix anytime you want to join us in the Freddie and Harry call in line at triple eight say ESPN. That is eighty eight seven two nine three seven seven six. So we talk about that reggae thing, which leads us to the main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing, the main thing with Freddie and Harry. They're not gonna do this again, are they? The day I'm talking about being dangerous when it comes to the Golden State Wars, although there was something that happened in that game. That left me and Harry shaking our heads. We're going to get to that in about five minutes. Steph Curry, he's becoming the ageless warning now, as far as I'm concerned, Harry Douglas. He had 32 points, including 25 in the first half. They've won nine out of their last 11 games. They put it on the Lakers, 128 to 110. Beware the Warriors may not seem to be as far-fetched, especially ever since a certain guy named Draymond Green came back 
and they look like a different but still the same dangerous Golden State Warriors. I'm not going to count this basketball team out. I'm really not, Freddie, because they have their veteran players, but they also have the sprinkle of youth Mm -hmm. amongst their basketball team as well. When you look at Jonathan Kaminga, what he's been able to do, uh, Trace Jackson Davis has really stepped up. Porzinski, he's stepping up as well. So that little fountain of youth that they do have on their basketball team Mm -hmm. is allowing me to also believe because of the way those guys are playing. But when you also look at the entire landscape of the Warriors organization, we got to remember Gary Payton II, Mm-hmm. He's still hurt right now. He's still out. Chris mm-hmm. Paul is going to come back at some point right. or whatnot. So uh, this basketball team and the way they played last night. Now, Clay Thompson didn't have a great night. He only scored three points. Mm-hmm. But you also got 20 points from Andrew Wiggins. And I think a lot of times when we look at Steph Curry and Draymond and how he orchestrates things on the defensive end and the emergence of Jonathan Kaminga, right. we kind of forget about Andrew Wiggins at times, right? Sure. And I, and I think when you have a 6'9", about 240, 250, Trace Jackson Davis, who they drafted in the second round this season from Washington – and you see how the moment isn't too big for him. Eight for 10 last night, very efficient field goal-wise. You have to feel very promising. And last night, man, I think it was at the 320 mark in the second quarter when the Warriors went on a 17-5 to run. And then when you got to the third quarter, I said to myself, okay, let me see if the Lakers are going to be able to close this gap. Mm-hmm. And that's normally if you're a team down at halftime, that third quarter to start things off, Absolutely. you want to try to close that gap. And it didn't happen for the Lakers, right? It kept going back and forth for baskets. And, and, and really, Golden State kind of like, you know, extended their lead. Yeah. So that's what I knew. Okay, this game is probably going to be over because you didn't have a LeBron plan. No, no doubt about that. And Steph Curry, after the game was over. He got in touch with his inner Patrick Mahomes when he talked to Chris Haynes of TNT. Our season's been all over the place, and uh, for us to just stay in the moment, stay in the present, we know if we can get in the playoffs, we're a tough out no matter who we play, but you got to get there. So that's how we're focused on. Steph Curry got in touch with his inner Patrick Mahomes because that's why I compare these two so much to each other. Plenty of naysayers were out there. After Christmas Day this past season, after they got it put on them, meaning Kansas City Chiefs, by the Las Vegas Raiders. Everybody had the shovels and the dirt. Down with the king. The king is dead. No more from Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. And what happened in the playoffs? They were able to figure it out. Now, it's infinitely harder to win playoff series in the NBA. When people try to compare college basketball coaches to NBA basketball coaches, they're not even on the same planet. College basketball coaches on planet Earth, NBA coaches are in a different galaxy. Well, and the reason because you got, you got seven game series. Absolutely, you got to win five versus seven. winning one game, right? And exactly. advancing, no doubt about it. You can, you, they can know a play is coming, but guys, we're going to execute this play. You can know it's coming. We're yep. still going to make this work, and you got to do that seven times to the most and four times to the least. So, to me, it's not even a comparison. College coaches are great; they're knowing their NBA coaches when it comes to that perspective, when it comes to that relativity. But he got in touch with his inner Patrick Holmes, Steph Curry, because he knows everybody's looking around and saying, yeah, I know Oklahoma City's good. And in Min- Minnesota, at the top of the Western Conference, can't forget about the Los Angeles Lakers. Denver Nuggets, they still wear that championship belt from last year. But that was Steph Curry, in my opinion, Harry, saying, nay say all you want. <laughs> you can do that if you want to. But if we get in, we're going to be dangerous because everybody's coming back. And you keep giving us more motivation, more motivation and motivation because you believe we can't do it anymore. 
And I, I, I don't know why, because a lot of people talk about the Clippers and how they're they're able to have this this uh, this win streak or winning a lot of games in a row and with only a few losses. Also, the Cleveland Cavaliers. But we forget when it comes to the Golden State Warriors since that 145 144 overtime loss to the Los to the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. This basketball team is nine and two. Right. So they're playing some of their best basketball right now as well. And you look at them offensively, they're the second most efficient offense, only trailing the Boston Celtics during that that run that they've been on since January 27th. Right. Right. So they're really hitting a a stride. I think it's 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 more there are more heights that this basketball team can get to. And if they continue, like Steph Curry mentioned, Mm -hmm. to focus on the main thing, have tunnel vision. Don't look at things in the past. Don't look too far ahead. Right. Stay current and stay present in the moment. I think this basketball team is going to be okay moving forward. And if you're one of those young teams where we talk about, you know, the OKC Thunder, do yeah. you really want to match up with the Golden State Warriors who their core three guys have four NBA championships and they have a ton of experience mm-hmm. in round one? Yeah. I would say no, even yeah. though SGA – is Oof. playing lights out basketball. Yeah, he was I don't think the, you want. I don't yeah. think you want to match up with Steph Curry in the first round. Yeah, he was given to the Clippers last night. He looked Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and I said, I don't give a bleep about you guys. Y'all got to deal with me, not the other way around. But that dangerous word, meaning the word danger, could apply not just to the Lakers and they get LeBron James back, but Golden State getting everybody back sooner than later. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Mark in the great state of Pennsylvania wants to weigh in on this and Freddie and Harry on the Freddie and Harry call in line on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Magic Mark, what you got, my friend? Hey, I was just thinking, uh, we see the peaks and valleys with some of these teams like uh, Kansas City being a dynasty now and uh, – Golden State was the dynasty, and then they they had the peak, and then they hit the valleys. Are we going to see that coming out of uh, Kansas City now? They're at the peak. Are we going to see them head down into the valley? They're going to start losing core players. Uh, Do you think it runs on a cycle like that uh, with these kind of teams that, that hit these peaks? Well, I, I think when you look at Kansas City and they had the year that the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. went to the um, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but I don't think we can really deem Kansas City as falling off because they right. still made six straight AFC championship game appearances. Mm-hmm. Now, 
That's why I think it's important and pivotal that they're able to keep a guy like Chris Jones, mm-hmm. who is the anchor of their defense. Right. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it offense, an, an offensive player or wide receiver uh, more of a priority over Chris Jones moving forward either because yeah. we've seen how dynamic he can be in an ASC championship game uh, last year versus Joe Burrow and company having two sacks and also in the Super Bowl this year mm-hmm. it, stopping the San Francisco 49ers from scoring three touchdowns. So I think as long as you keep pivotal pieces in play – yeah. You can lose pieces other places, but as long as you have a Mahomes, you have a Kelsey there, you have Andy Reid, you have Chris Jones, I think this football team's going to be all right. And here's something else. The NFL is raising the salary cap to not $250 million, but $255 million. It's going to make it a lot easier now for Kansas City to extend that contract offer to Chris Jones. And here's something else, not to counter Mark's point in Pennsylvania, because he raised a great point about peaks and valleys. Yep. Kansas City Chiefs, relatively speaking, are younger than the Golden State Warriors. If we're going to see peaks and valleys with Golden State going forward, it's because their core three guys are 32 years of age and plus. You look at the core three guys at Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, less than 30. Travis Kelsey still has some years left. Chris Jones still has some years left. We're not talking about those guys being at the end of their careers trying for that last dance situation with the Chicago Bulls. More than likely, you're going to see that from the Golden State Warriors, especially when Klay Thompson, I'll take a reduced role. Stay out of starting lineup. Brandon Pajimski gets in there. He led the team in rebounds last night. They've done a really good job, Golden State, especially with the way they've been able to draft to find the right kind of young guys to get used to their culture. It reminds me of the Kansas City Chiefs who've done the exact same thing mm-hmm. when they drafted all those guys and all those young guys got used to their culture. So now even though you have aging players, a little bit comes to Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones a little bit. You still got a young enough quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, and you got all these young dudes, Rasheed Rice, Trent McDuffie, all these young guys like, oh, we've had success, been part of this culture, and now we're going to be a part of a different kind of core when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. And we also have to remember, guys, for the Golden State Warriors, they were going to NBA Finals at the NBA Finals, and then they lost that one versus the Toronto Raptors. And a lot of that was because Klay Thompson got hurt. Also, Kevin Durant got hurt. The following year, the Lakers were able to uh, win it. Then you had the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks in the finals with Milwaukee winning their first one. Mm-hmm. And just when people thought the Golden State Warriors in that dynasty was over, yeah. boom, in 2022, they win an NBA championship. And, the and, and then last year it was the Denver Nuggets. So mm-hmm. we're not far removed from the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry reminding everybody that, hey, just when you thought we were done, we can hit you with a haymaker and win an NBA championship. Yeah. Speaking of that, Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. I was reading something on SportsIllustrated.com this morning and where Golden State and Steph Curry, when they played that, that game, that series against the Boston Celtics, and one of the Celtics players said, Steph Curry had the coldest thing I've ever heard in my life. We had just won game three. And he's walking by and said, y'all enjoy y'all last win. And I looked at him and he said, how can you say that we just won? He said, it kept me up all night thinking, why would you say that? And then he said, the Jedi mind trick worked because they didn't lose another game in that series. And then Steph Curry had a 43-piece to win game six and be the MVP of the finals and beat the Boston Celtics at a 2-1 series lead, and they were the longer, younger, stronger basketball team. That's why something like that can fuel a team like Golden State. Yeah, they know about Oklahoma City. They know about Minnesota. They know how good the Denver Nuggets are. Can't forget about the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic, who should be more in consideration for an MVP conversation when it comes to him. But they're always going to be dangerous because they have that experience, and now they're involving younger guys as a part of that culture to make sure that whatever dynasty is going to look like, it's not just about the fall off a cliff 
no matter how many people want that to be the case with the Golden State Warriors. And, and Freddie, I'm glad you brought that up because when you look at the last five NBA champions, right, and we'll start with last year, the Denver Nuggets, who was that Superman, no matter what you do, we have Superman-type player? It was Nikola Jokic. The year before, it was Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. The year before that, guess who it was? Mm-hmm. It was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. And then when the year that the Lakers won it, hell, they had two. It was AD playing like Superman right. and also LeBron James playing like Superman. And then before that, it, with the Toronto Raptors, it was Kawhi Leonard who really put that team from Canada on his back right. to winning their NBA championship. So it's also important to, to, to remember mm-hmm. in this whole ordeal, you got got to make sure you have Superman too, right? Just in case things derail. Yeah. But the fact that you have Superman, he can make up for derailness. Yeah, and that's why the Warriors and Lakers get that kind of. And I know people in Minnesota are like, what about our team, Oklahoma City? What about our team? It's because we haven't seen your stars do it, like we've seen Nikola Jokic do it last year for the Denver Nuggets, like we've seen Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson, then yep. Andrew Wiggins in that series versus the Boston Celtics. At times, Jimmy Butler. For the Miami Heat, putting that team on his shoulders and getting them to NBA Finals. That's why it was really, really weird last night. In a game like that, no LeBron James anywhere. That one blew my mind. Sore ankle, all-star break. We understand it. LeBron is still great, but he's not going to be that great night in and night out because Mother Nature and Father Time are undefeated. I don't care how great you are. Even though, for my money, he's the greatest athlete that's ever played in the NBA. I just find it really, really weird that he didn't play last night versus the Golden State team, that you may be in position for to move up the Western Conference rankings, but he's going to play tonight against the San Antonio Spurs team that as great as Victor Wimbyama is, you still should be able to beat them without you compared to last night when his absence was really magnified by the fact he did not play because of a sore ankle that kept him out of game versus Golden State. Now, Freddie, LeBron James is, in my opinion, the second greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. So, I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm questioning LeBron James, but I I think it's kind of weird coming off an all-star break that he did not play in a game versus the Golden State Warriors, a team that is 10th when you're sitting 9th, and he's probably going to play tonight Mm -hmm. versus the San Antonio Spurs who have 11 wins. Yes. And and, and (laughs) even if, like, let's just say he played versus Golden State and wanted to sit tonight – well, okay, you would be more well-rested for the mm. game that you have Sunday at the Phoenix Suns, which I think is pivotal. Right. And then you have one coming up next week at the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Like, I, I would think you would, you know. You want to skip. be there. Yeah, I think you <laughs> want to skip this one tonight uh-huh, yeah. and play in the one versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it's one thing if you know dinner's going to be better than lunch, then you skip lunch. I understand that. Yeah. He's essentially skipping dinner with Golden State and having a late-night snack by being there for the San Antonio Spurs. You should be able to beat that basketball team without him. It was really, really strange sitting here, seeing him sitting on the bench and he just chilling. And I know LeBron's looking at the long game. You got to make sure you're right and ready. And this is what happens when you have too much reliance on older players that if they're not there, it completely wrecks your basketball team. Golden State saw Klay Thompson not being the Klay Thompson before. They made that decision. Brandon Pajemski in the starting lineup, Klay Thompson coming off the bench. I'm sure that's a blow to his pride, but he also knows the team is not going to be better the way he has been playing all season long, despite the fact he had a turn, the black, turn back the clock moment against the Utah Jazz for the All-Star break where he scored 33 points. But their reliance is still there with Steph Curry and Draymond Green yep. and Klay Thompson. But they've been supplemented by the Andrew Wigginses of the world, the Jonathan Cummings of the world. LeBron has to play that long game. I'm just wondering why play the long game and not play versus Golden State last night 
but you're playing versus San Antonio Spurs tonight, as you mentioned, a team with only 11 wins in the NBA. And look, I have to admit, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm staying up at 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I'm staying up because I want to see LeBron and I want to see Steph yeah. Curry play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're I, basketball, I, I, we're basketball yeah. nuts. We love SGA, but, yeah. but it, it, it's different. And I don't want to be laying in my bed looking at this TV and seeing LeBron on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. I want to see him out there playing against Steph Curry because we just not too long ago got that miraculous game on ABC Mm -hmm. where the Los Angeles Lakers won 145 to 144 in overtime. And we've seen heroic efforts from the great Steph Curry and also the great LeBron James. I'm like, man, maybe we're going to get another one of these. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Steph Curry's been in the league 15 years. Where did, where did that time go from the baby-faced assassin of Davidson to being a guy that at the rate he's going, he could be one of those top five all-time guys in the history of the NBA. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. One of our favorites is Bilal on social media, Coleman ESPN, and at H. Douglas 83 he says, Lakers need to fire their scouting team. Why can't they find all these young guys who Warriors are popping up from season to season? <laughs> Bill, here's the answer. The Lakers want the quick fix. They yep. are not in a position to say, we got to build, not with LeBron James, at the end of his tether when it comes to being a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Keep weighing in at Coleman ESPN and at H. Douglas 83. And how much is it when it comes to fact or fiction that the Lakers can't be a threat in the West? There's nothing else you can expect from LeBron James. And is that still true? Based on what you just heard from ESPN NBA analyst Janae Ogwimike, we'll get to that after Harry has this from Vivid Seats. Secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and stolen base. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From buzzer beaters to walk-off home runs, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together in the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. You don't have to have any love for the Los Angeles Lakers. But Janelle Gwimike, ESPN NBA analyst, says if you think the Lakers can't be dangerous because, well, she's got this message for you. There's nothing else you could expect from LeBron James. I mean, year 21, age 39, he's played in 49 out of how many? 56 games? He's handling his own business. And the nature is, you're right, it is loaded. The plate is overflowing. You know, this, this it's a buffet. You, can, you have many options for contenders, and it's more so on the rest of the guys. Well, let's talk about a little bit of that and more when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers as well. Let's bring it on, man. He's an FOS friend of the show, George Sedano. Host of Sedano and Cap on E. ESPN 710 in Los Angeles. Hit him on Twitter at Sedano. George, you heard what our contemporary Janelle Gwimike had to say about the Lakers and LeBron James and the future in the Western Conference. What are your thoughts on that, my friend? 
Freddie, thanks for having me. Uh, I would just say the Lakers' prospects moving forward are very matchup dependent. Uh, I thought that was the case last year, too. They just got good matchups for them. They got the Memphis Grizzlies, who was a good matchup for them. Uh, they had certainly taken care of them in the regular season, and the Memphis Grizzlies, by the time they got to the Lakers, were no longer the Memphis Grizzlies. They were dealing with injury issues at that point, even though I thought the Lakers could beat them at full strength. And then they got the Warriors, who was another great matchup for them. Anthony Davis, there was no one that could stop him in, the, in that series either. So I just think the Lakers are in a situation where if they find themselves in the play-in, they are playing with fire yeah. because there is a possibility you may see the defending champs in the first round. And if that's the case, then I think it's going to be a long offseason for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, if they play OKC, Maybe, you know, they don't have the experience. We saw that last year with Sacramento. Uh, even Minnesota, I think that although that they do play big, which is also the Lakers' strength, I'm curious to see there. But they don't have the, the, the amount of experience the Lakers have. Maybe I'd give them a chance there. Um, but I don't know if I love them against the Clippers. I don't know. If, I certainly don't love them against Denver. So it is matchup dependent, in my opinion. So, George, i got to ask you about last night because we've seen the Lakers and the Warriors face off with one another. LeBron James set out due to a sore ankle, but there are reports that he'll be ready to go tonight versus the Spurs. Can you let everyone know, all our listeners know, what was probably probably the strategy and the logic behind that? Uh, listen, LeBron's been dealing with an ankle thing, Harry, for about a month or so, and I just think it's a matter of how he feels on a given moment. And I spoke to him very briefly at the All-Star game because I was on the sidelines for ESPN Radio, and I knew he wasn't going to play the whole game, so around the four-minute mark left in the second quarter, I saw him at the end of the bench, and he had his warm-ups on, and I was like, hey, LeBron, are you, are you going to play the rest of the way? And he's like, kind of gave me like a – shoulder shrug, like kind of like not knowing how to answer it and gave mm-hmm. me like, well, you know, I, I got to see how my ankle looks, you know, when we get into the locker room or whatever, see how it feels. Okay. So at that point I had a pretty good idea that it wasn't going to be long for him to play at that point. So Harry, I just think it's ultimately, you know, a guy who knows his body really well. He's undertaking a treatment currently for a while now. And I just don't know if the treatment has taken uh, the way they thought it would take. And I think that that it's just a matter of a day to day thing with him. George Sedano for Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710 in L.A. Joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. George, based on that, how concerning should that be? Because as great as he still is, he is everybody falls victim to father time and the mother nature. And you just said that he's been doing this for a minute. So how concerning should that be for a Lakers team that still is very, very reliant on him and Anthony Davis? Yeah, look, they're 4-4 four and four without LeBron this year. And, you know... In a playoff series, a completely different conversation, as you mentioned. Right. So they are—they are absolutely. Um, there should absolutely be some semblance of worry. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think there's any doubt. I don't think you could win a series if he's not close to a hundred percent. I think he's got to be uh, in a situation where he can do the stuff that we're used to watching him do. So I guess you know, without knowing the specifics, I'd say yeah, there there should be some level of concern for sure. Now, let's, let's talk about this team as a whole. We've seen them be able to go on a run in the Western Conference last year, made the Western Conference Finals before losing to the Denver Nuggets. If that was to happen again this year, the catalyst for the Lakers to be able to make that deep run? Oh, if the Lakers make a deep run, um, it's interesting because my first inclination is to say Anthony Davis, right? Anthony Davis yeah. was fantastic for them last year. Anthony Davis has been fantastic for them this year. 
Um, but I'd also say the role players. You know, I had this conversation. Magic Johnson joined us on the radio show in L.A. yesterday, and we asked him about it. And he, he went after the role players right away. Like, he basically just said, you know, they're playing better as of late, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves particularly, but come playoff time, can they be reliable? If they can be reliable, he felt like they could make a run similar to what they had last year. And I'm in the same boat. Like, the, the role players have not played well. I also feel like as much as I like Darvin, uh, and I do, I like him a lot, um, but he's still only a second-year coach. So he does at times look like a second-year coach when he makes certain decisions. I thought that, as I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, that their strength is to play big uh, when I was referencing their potential matchup with Minnesota if they face each other in the playoffs. And he did not want to play big for a long time. Like, Rui Hachimura was playing mm-hmm. you know, a small amount of minutes. Right. And that, to me, is the Lakers' advantage. So, to me, it's a combination of Anthony Davis – you know, taking that next step or maintaining the step he's got. LeBron playing at a, at a level that we expect, although he's 39 years old, so to Freddie's point earlier, at some point there's going to be at least some small semblance of decline. But the role players got to step up because AD and LeBron have played the majority of their games and they're basically a slightly, very, very razor-thin, slightly above-average team at this point. So between the coach and the role players, they need to kind of figure some stuff out. There's one role player I want to ask you about because he just joined the team not too long ago, Spencer Dinwiddie. What do you think he can bring to the Los Angeles Lakers moving forward to help them make that run? Just a smart player. You know, he's a smart player, and he knows what to do. He knows where to be. He's a pro. And I know his shot hasn't been falling from distance this year, but historically he's been a fairly good three-point shooter. Mm -hmm. He's another secondary ball handler type if you need. Uh, So I I just think he brings – a very well-rounded game, and a high IQ basketball player. George Sedano from Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710 in L.A. on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter. at Sedano, when I say the Los Angeles Clippers, what do you say? You know, I say this is their best shot, Freddie, to win a championship. And I know we've heard that before, but I've had the Clippers a couple times recently. I had them against the Warriors, and then I had them against the Pelicans. And... You know, I talked to Ty Lue at length about just kind of where they're at. And the one thing that I thought that, that struck me that I found fascinating, and it, it really just embodies how great a coach Ty Lue is. He doesn't Amen. get the love, I think, that some of the other coaches get. Yep. Um, but he explained to us, like, we asked him, like, how did you make this work with those four guys? Because most people thought this was going to fail. Now, I was probably in, in, in a very small minority uh, in Los Angeles that felt that way, but <laughs> Freddie and Harry, as you guys know, this is very much a Laker town. Mm-hmm. Like, always will be. So you say, anything, you say anything about the Clippers here, and they kind of give you the side eye. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, when I talked to Ty, I, he said, look, the first thing that had to happen was Russ. Russ came to me, and, you know, of course we wanted somebody to play off the bench, but Russ came to me and said he wanted to be the guy to do it. And he really praised him. He's like, hey, man, he's one of like three guys to have 25,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. So for him to sacrifice like that really showed the other guys they have to sacrifice too. So he said offensively what they, what they do with the other three guys when they're in the lineup together, and clearly all three of those guys can do anything on the floor. Like there's not something that they can't do. They're great all-around players. But he said, I just started catering to their strengths. When we wanted to run pick and roll, there's very few players in the history of the sport that are better at it than James Harden. True. And he's like, when I want to post up or play in the mid-range, there's very few players in the history of the sport that are better than Kawhi. And he goes, and in regards to Paul George, um, you know, he's great off, off the dribble. He's great catch-and-shoot player. So we get him off the catch-and-shoot. We set up some pin-downs for him and, and let him go to work there. 
You know, so and he goes, and it doesn't mean that I don't run like a side pick and roll for, for Paul George or Kawhi or whatever, and, and it's strictly James, but the majority of their diet, per se, mm-hmm. is going to be those things. And for the most part, it's worked. They've had, you know, I think still the best record in the sport since December 1st. Yep. Last one I have for you before we let you go, George. If we end up getting a Lakers and Clippers matchup in the first round, how oh, crazy boy. would the city of Los oh, Angeles be? Oh, boy. Uh, it's going to be lit, man. That's for sure. Because, uh, here's what I'll tell you. While it's like a 90-10 Lakers town, those 10% get real loud real quick. Okay? Because, because even though the Lakers have beaten them uh, two out of three times this year, um, if you go back to like the last 40, I want to say the Clippers have won like 34 of those or something crazy like that. Like right. it's, it's a pretty stunning number. Um, so, but the Laker fans, obviously, and the Lakers in, in general have the, well, you know, we hung a banner in that time while you beat us 35 out of 40 or whatever the hell it's been, you know what I mean? So, uh, and you guys, and the furthest you guys have gone is, uh, go to the conference finals and you're opening a new building next year. Mm-hmm. Now, look, it, I, I, I had this conversation with Steve Ballmer not too long ago because he, uh, I toured the facility with them, okay. uh, not too long ago. And let me tell you something, that arena is going to be out of control. Really? There is not a person on earth that wants to win a championship more than Steve Ballmer. That dude is as passionate as passionate gets. And while people here, uh, the vast majority here, would not care for the Clippers winning a championship, <laughs> it would be pretty cool yeah. to have the Clippers win a championship and then raise a banner in their new building next year. I, I, as someone who, who really likes the NBA, because to me the Clippers are like, if the Cardinals won a Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you remember when like the Cardinals yep. were in the Super Bowl and they lost mm-hmm. Antonio Holmes had that catch, mm-hmm. um, you know, against Ben Roethlisberger and them like that to me was that. Cause they were like the team that nobody, you know, the Bidwells back then were, were certainly considered, you know, the cheapest owners, right. And not great <laughs> owners, et cetera. Right. So it would be similar to that. If they were able to get to a finals and then eventually win, it would, it would really kind of, um, be interesting to see how the city would react. <laughs> Especially Lakers fans who never thought that day would come, that the Clippers right. would be winning a championship, much yep. less winning an yep. NBA Finals. That's why he's an FOS friend of the show. He is George Sedano, not only the host of Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710 LA, but also part of NBA coverage in ESPN Radio and ESPN ABC. Always a pleasure having him join us here on Freddie and Harry. Always appreciate you, George. Keep up the great work, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Same to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Be good. Yeah, great, great stuff, especially if the Clippers get to the NBA Finals. Like he mentioned, Harry, that 10% will try to be 100% because they will not shut up if that actually happened. I agree. Marshawn and Iowa wants to weigh in on LeBron James and the Lakers, and if they are a threat in his injury at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Mighty Marshawn, what you got, my friend? What's going on, my guy? Hey, Freddie. Yes, sir. We got a whole thing of Don Julio in the car, man. It's my birthday, man. Oh. Me and my cousin in here, man. Birthday Stay to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. There we go. Stay to ya. Happy birthday, brother. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Oh, man. Listen, man. I was just, I'm on the phone. I'm, I'm my cousin's here, man. I'm like, listen, bro. I got to call these guys, bro. I got to talk to you. I love these guys, bro. If it weren't for Freddie. I wouldn't be messing with this Don Julio like this, man. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Straight straight up, man. Got a whole thing of this Reposado in the car, man. But no, for real. (laughs) When it comes to – listen, man, as long as Anthony Davis stay healthy, I'm from Chicago. Okay. He's from Chicago, so, I mean, I'm a big Anthony Davis fan. As long as he stay healthy, as long as they keep – if Spencer Dinwiddie show up, I didn't even know they had Spencer Dinwiddie until a couple of days ago. 
they got they got some shooters over there. I love Austin Reeves, man. And you know when it comes to AD, uh, when it comes to uh, LeBron, LeBron right about now, I think LeBron just sit back, let Anthony Davis hold the team down, let Austin Reeves step up, let D'Angelo step up, and they'll make they'll make a move, man. If they can get past Denver, if they can get past Denver. Oh, they'll make a move in the, in, in, in the Western Conference, man, big time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Davis right now, man, I love – listen, there hasn't been a best slip. I have not put Anthony Davis for 10 rebounds, and he's 20 and 18. As long as he stay healthy. Now, I hope you can hit me, AD, because I'm on my way to Chicago. Bro. You stay healthy, man. Y'all good, man. <laughs> Number one, happy birthday to Marshawn Iowa. Yes, Appreciate sir. you hanging out with us and giving us a chance to be part of your birthday. Number two, the big gift he mentioned, health. Yep. Not just LeBron James, but definitely Anthony Davis. When he's healthy and he's right, he is a hard, hard dude to happy, deal with. Happy birthday again, my brother. Absolutely. Appreciate you being a regular, calling us, and always yeah. listening to us, yeah. my man. And make sure you have a little Don Julio and not be at the bottom of the bottle of the Don Julio. <laughs> you make sure your boys can have some as well. It shouldn't just be about you. When y'all get home, not in that car. Exactly. When they get home or to their destination and call for an Uber or safe. Hopefully have a designated driver as far as that goes. Don't forget NBA action tomorrow night from the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. The New York Knicks host the Boston Celtics presented by Indeed and coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So how did Luka Doncic and Dallas do that to Kyrie Irving? to give him a better chance for Kyrie to get that second ring before his former teammate Kevin Durant gets his third. We dive into that next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It's the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. There are plenty of people that Kyrie Irving said, I don't want to be your man when it comes to being a teammate of his. But how did Luka Doncic, Harry Douglas do this? We haven't heard a peep out of Kyrie Irving. Nobody's saying that the moon is made of cheese or that the earth is perpendicular. None of those things. By the way, if you Google Kyrie Irving off the basketball court stuff in the last year or so, that dude has been getting it in, helping people in terms of not having the resources, raising money for other and, and, and other great pursuits and everything. He's been fantastic when it comes to that. But, Harry, I still want to know how Luka Doncic, Dallas is a threat in the West, how Luka Doncic has been able to do this with Kyrie Irving when many people said it was not going to work, and maybe, just maybe, he's given Kyrie Irving a better chance of getting his second ring before his former teammate in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, can get his third with the Phoenix Suns. To be honest, Freddie, I think both of these guys, after – not being able to make the playoffs last season when they were able to be paired up with one another and hearing the noise and how many people doubted it and said it can, it can, it can work. I think both of them took it amongst each other mm-hmm. to be dedicated to the calls. On top of, we got to remember, Kyrie Irving is also going to a state in Texas mm. where you're not going to be bothered by a lot of things that you may be bothered by up north. Okay. Meaning? And that, that's, just, that's just being real. Like, Meaning? I mean, the state of Texas is in the south. Okay, just want to make sure. Like the state I don't of know Texas where we're going with south. this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so he may feel like he could just be free and be himself and just go down there and play basketball. I also think that – Because in the football state? Exactly. Okay. Like, and in, in, in you look at how both of those guys are playing right now. Mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't look like, hey, your turn, hey, my turn. Right. It just looked like they organically – mixed together on the basketball court. That's fair. And for for Luka right now, who's basically a walking triple-double, just like we view Nikola Jokic, I think he's 
you know, took it amongst himself to say, this is my team. Right. I have another, another phenomenal superstar with me and Kyrie Irving that can get buckets when he needs to get buckets. But also, mm-hmm. Mark Cuban and company, those guys making a trade to bring in other guys at the trade deadline to help them on the front line, right, mm-hmm. to really get this team. Because I, th- I didn't think they were going to beat the Phoenix Suns last night. Right. And then the, Lucas showed up in the third quarter. My goodness. <laughs> Just the runs nuts. that they went on and – how Kyrie got what he wanted, how Luka got what he wanted. Right. And even the announcers yesterday, normally when Luka drives to his right, he's going all the way to the basket. There were a few times last night, twice to be exact, mm-hmm. where he actually stepped back and hit the three-pointer. Yeah, And that's not normally something he would do when driving right. He normally hits that step back when he's going to the left side of the court. Right, no doubt. But I just think both of those guys are comfortable in their skin. They're comfortable with one another. And they also – even though they might not admit it, they want to prove a lot of the doubters wrong. Oh, absolutely. Especially Kyrie Irving, that you could not be a Robin to a Batman. He's done that perfectly. They got guys that can spread the floor and make shots when it comes to Tim Hardaway Jr. And I love who they picked up the trading deadline, getting Daniel Gafford to P.J. Washington. Yep. Now you fortify your front line with guys who can defend and guys who can make shots when everything gets a little too tight and a little too snugly when people are up on Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Luka keeps this up with Kyrie Irving and also playing that way. He's going to put himself more in that MVP conversation. One of our NFL offseason bold predictions will involve Russell Wilson looking for a spot and maybe coming up empty. That's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.